Welcome to the Auxiliary Gate Podcast, a weekly podcast designed to educate the listener on Kentucky horse racing and handicapping. And now, here are your hosts, C.C. Broadus. Just like the responsible adult that we are. Isn't that right, Mr. Poopy Pants? Alan Schneider. Obviously, four graces. Last time was, I thought, sensational. And Brandon Jaggers. Johnny V on the turf, baby! Hey everybody, welcome back to the Auxiliary Gate. I'm your host, C.C. Broadus, along with my good pal, Alan Schneider. Are you there? I am, uh, sir. How are you today? Oh, I, I could be better, but uh, uh, as a buddy of mine says, things could be better, but they could also be worse. So true. So, uh, our, our friend, uh, Brandon Jaggers, big-timed us this week, um, <laughs> and he, he tends to do that from time to time. I, as uh, we're not going to go into the text he sent, but uh, he did drop a name, and uh, I did take note of that. So, yeah, that he, he's definitely big-timed us. That, that would be my guess. Uh, other than that, he might have uh, might have actually taken a, a night job because his selections were pretty bad last week. So, we're going to try to – Join the crowd. <laughs> yeah, well, I hear that. Yeah, it, it's been, a, been a, a, a rough couple weeks for me, that's for sure. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I've been okay, but uh, after a fast start at the meet, I tailed off a bit the last week or whatever. But uh, I'm still up for the meet, but I'd like to be up more. So we'll see. And you're you're selling yourself short. You've been on high crime and fearless the last couple of weeks, and yeah, uh, they both could, were pretty impressive, to be honest with you. I couldn't connect like I wanted to. I I, I struggled a little bit, but uh, that, that's the that's the good thing about uh, racing. You can always turn the page the next day. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking of last weekend, let's, uh, let's review what went on. Uh, I think you got to lead off of volatile. Volatile was huge in the Aristides stakes. He ran a one twelve buyer. I mean, absolutely. One of the most impressive sprinters I've seen lately. I mean, of course we saw a good one last year with Matoli out of the same barn, but volatile was challenged at the top of the stretch by the, the, the judgment horse. I honest mischief. Honest mischief. And he just he just blew him away. It was it was really really impressive. He could have went faster. He he. I, but he ran a three on the rags. That's you know I mean this horse may have room for improvement. He doesn't have very very many starts. Was he maybe four starts now? That might have uh, been his fifth. But there's those layoff lines. But I think that might be by design more than anything else. Uh, yeah, I'm that, just guessing. Yeah, he it, very impressive. I don't know where he'll show up next. I wonder if he'll go to maybe to the Met Mile. Maybe right. try to stretch out his speed a little bit. That that would be uh, very interesting. Or or they might give him some time off. Maybe bring him back later in the summer. Maybe point to Saratoga possibly. I think so. He was looking around a little bit in the stretch too, and uh, didn't touch him late. The horse could the horse could have shaded the track record had he had they wanted to. Let's put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Now the other stakes that day was the uh, the Dogwood Stakes, and I'll give you credit. You you tabbed uh, the winner four graces out of the Ian Wilkes Barn. Uh, she ran an 86 buyer, but only earned a, an 11 on the Ragazin scale. Really? Uh, yeah, it, it was fairly slow, but uh, I mean for stakes horses. But I mean, uh, this filly's got got some upside. She's, as we talked about last week, she's got a world of pedigree. Uh, got some nice nice horses in in the family tree along uh, McCracken. 
who was one of the Derby favorites a few years ago. But this this filly, she she doesn't have a lot of starts either, and uh, you know she's she she's probably good anywhere from six furlongs up to a mile somewhere in that vicinity. I, I think, uh, you know, we'll, she'll be making, she'll be turning some heads later this summer. Yeah. You know, one thing about uh, her was interesting. You and I have talked over the years that we found a lot of good one turn sprinters by Ian Wilkes. And we've wondered why he's tried to stretch them out. We thought maybe their you know, warriors reward comes to mind. And uh, it's like, it seems like that he stretched them out and they, they didn't quite develop the way we thought they would. Not, not for me to question Ian Wilkes, but I think he's a little shy about sending this one two turns, but I think this horse could go two turns. Um, but the running style, the tenacity, it's it's the kind of horse that, that should be able to do a mile and a 16. So I could expect him going uh, her going that far, but we'll see. Yeah, well, she will have she should have plenty of opportunities later, mm-hmm. later in the year for sure. Switching gears, let's go to uh... – the Santa Anita Derby was last Saturday, and it was won by Honor AP. I thought this was a very, very impressive performance. He, this horse looks like he could just run all day. He's a beautiful mm-hmm. horse. Uh, love his stride. He, he he buries his head. It's like his uh, grandsire AP Indy. He, he he runs with his head carriage real low, and you know he he came off the turn about five wide and, and blew past the the Baffert trained favorite Authentic, and and you know that. He's he's a legit top two Kentucky Derby contender in my opinion. Yeah, the only the only I know he's on a lot of people's radar. I know people were going gaga over that effort. And I thought it was a great effort. Don't get me wrong. And, and the field is, as we'll discuss, has kind of been decimated a little bit. But you know, I do come back to the fact that he really just beat one good horse so far. Not his fault. The way he's looked, I have no question that he can continue on down the road and be a, a, a real contender if he stays healthy in September, but, uh, you know, see if he, maybe you give him a little bit of a, a look if he faces a deeper, more quality field and, and such, but yeah, he has all the looks of a legitimate Derby contender. He earned a one Oh two buyer in that performance and he earned a five on the rags and that, that five is, is ranks up there with uh, the five that improbable earned in this, in the, uh, the Hollywood gold cup later on the card. So, you know, he, he's running figs, alongside uh or comparable to, to older runners so and he's bred his he's bred in the purple i mean his son of honor code and out of a, a hollywood story I, do you remember a hollywood story i believe uh krikorian uh dale Romans george krikorian or? yeah and i believe john sheriff's john sheriff's. trained her but she was a stakes winner on the on the west coast this might be her first really good foal but this uh, I, I think the sky's the limit he's he bears watching going forward uh, also on that card uh, it was the debut of Cezanne for Bob Baffert and and the Coolmore guys, and uh, he earned he, he had to grind out a victory, but he did earn an 87 buyer. Uh, another one that's bred in the purple. I think they gave maybe three and a half million dollars for him at auction. But he's a son of Curlin out of a Bernardini mare, and if we learned anything from opening weekend at Churchill, Bernardini was the broodmare sire of. of three of the stakes winners. Uh, Owendale mm-hmm. comes to mind. I can't remember right. the other two right off the top of my head, but, uh, so, you know, sky's the limit for this guy too. Uh, if you go back in the family, I think the grand dam or the great grand dam produced uh, rags to riches who won the Belmont, the Philly that won the Belmont over Curlin. Yep. And, and then also Jazzle. So, you know, the sky's the limit. If, if, if Baffert can hold this guy together, they, they may actually have a chance to make the Derby if, if, if they, 
if they so desire. I mean, they, they did it with Justify two years ago off of uh, three starts. So, you know, I, maybe they could squeeze two more starts in for, for Cezanne. Mm. Yeah, the way things have went for them of late, of late that they may try that. That's d- distinctly possible. So wasn't a, wasn't a great week for uh, Kentucky Derby contenders. Uh, we lost Charlatan and Maxfield and Wells Bayou all off the trail with injuries. Charlatan probably has a chance to come back. And Wells Bayou will probably be back at some point. Maxfield, I don't know. He, we, we may have seen the end of him. He may just head off directly to stud. And I was, I was the most disappointed by his injury because I, I thought, you know, he was, he was a bona fide contender alongside uh, Honor AP and and Tis the Law. He was but, the goods. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, was he goods. was definitely the goods. I, I was really surprised by his, uh, his victory in the Matt Win a few weeks ago. Uh, that was. Uh, he, he and the horse looks like he looks like a million bucks. I mean he he's he's an incredible specimen, but you know he he I don't know for sure, but I, I he may be uh, he may be off to stud. I don't know. We'll 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 see what happens later. And then of course Wells Bayou's also off the trail for now. Uh, he's the winner of the Louisiana Derby back in uh, late March. Uh, so yeah, the, right now it's uh, it looks like Honor AP and Tis the Law and and 18 guys named Harry <laughs> on the Kentucky Derby Trail. Uh, the, the, we'll, we will have some uh, derby preps coming up, and and some of these horses will be revealed along the way. But uh, right now, those two are maybe head and shoulders above the rest, right? Well, maybe, but, you know, I still like King Garamo a little bit, especially with the defections. And uh, uh, Sol Volante had a big win, was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. I believe. And yeah. uh, I think people have a tendency to forget about modernists, who I think we'll see – on Belmont day. So, right. But they may be second tier types uh, to the top two we mentioned, but again, we got three months guys are going to get injured. Guys are going to come forward that we've never seen or thought about. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. King Guillermo, I believe they're going to try to train him up to the Derby. I think he's got enough points. That's going to be a, yeah, we're going to make a decision on him. Yeah. We're going to make a decision on him because he'll come in off what, nearly four month layoff yeah, into the race nice. you know and he's fast he's a good horse but we got months to, we got several months to, to worry about him so mm-hmm. next saturday is the uh, the belmont stakes uh, and we're going to try to parse out the field in our belmont stakes seminar next week uh, we'll try to go through each contender and, and and analyze each one and see if we can come up with a few plays that uh, can can give you a profit the field, unfortunately, looks like it's coming up a little light. Uh, Tis the law is your primary contender. He'll probably be somewhere around even money, I would think. Uh, the, the rest of the field, you know, you've got Basin for Steve Asmussen, Dr. Post, and Farmington Road for Todd Pletcher, Max Player for, for Linda Rice, Modernist, a horse you just mentioned there for Belmont, uh, Sole Volante just won a... Uh, an allowance race at Gulfstream yesterday going a flat mile, which, by the way, that race absolutely set up for him. Yeah. They, they ding-donged it up front, and, and, and Sole Volante just came swooping by at the end. I, I'm not sure if I if I can see a win with him shipping from Gulfstream to Belmont. That's that's a that's a tough ask off a 10-day layoff. But we'll but it see. Would be, it would be one turn to one turn, if I'm not mistaken, right? So it may, it may uh, work out for him. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, 
But then the the other one's tap it to win for Cassie. They're they're considering him, and also pneumatic is possible for Steve Asmussen. I think that horse has some significant upside as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it's 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 not your typical Belmont Stakes field, but you know it's it, it's not it's, a typical year. It's not a, not a typical year, that's for sure. So we'll uh, we'll let you know what's going to happen with that. Uh, I think the 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 Saturday Belmont card draws next Wednesday, and we'll have a have a, our seminar coming out shortly after that. So now we want to get into Saturday's Saturday's card, which is absolutely stacked again, top to bottom. There's one race that came up with maybe five horses, but the rest of the card is absolutely difficult as it can be. Uh, look forward to going over this with you here. Uh, I see. Uh, you, you have a horse you like in the first race. I'd be interested to know what you think about the first race. This is, these are two-year-olds. Uh, it's a maiden $75,000 claimer. You're going five furlongs. What do you think? Well, do you do you have a guess as to who I like in here? Do you have to take a guess? Let me look. Let me scroll through here. I'm sure it's not the Wesley Ward horse. Well, the name is great from the Dire Straits song, Money for Nothing. It's Chicks or chicks for Free, but I, I will be. That is the a Constitution, great but. I'm going to have to back off Wesley Ward right now, just like many people. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know. Who do you like here? Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles for uh, John Sadler. The, that horse ran in the uh, two-year-old race uh, a couple weeks ago. Not a very good race. It was actually a Dan Kibiski horse that won. Dan Kibiski's got one in here. But uh, it's trained by Steve Lister, and who's a good horseman. The horse took a lot of money. And the horse passed five horses in the race to get up for fourth. Actually, just caught the uh, just caught the favorite, the wire, to get fourth. And that doesn't sound like a whole lot of it in two-year-old racing. When you can pass horses in the stretch, that's a, that's a key thing. Uh, they're just not ready to do that yet in a lot of instances. Sadler and Horonis Racing, maybe his main client, thought enough to uh, claim this horse prior to the race. They thought something was there. And I think maybe they knew this $75,000 maiden claimer was coming up and there's not a lot of difference between a 40,000 maiden claimer and a 75,000 maiden claimer this time of year for two-year-olds it's 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 really not so a lot of horses haven't started um he did pass five horses on debut i think sadler heronis must have saw something they liked with the horse bump him up knowing i think they knew this race was on the calendar in the condition book so i'm gonna try mr pickles on that one with the, with a nod to, to dane kabisky's highest mandate but i'll try mr pickles well, you'll be disappointed to know that was my top pick too. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I, I'll piggyback on what you said. Uh, the Sadler Hironis team, they they they're pretty sharp. Uh, if if they didn't like this horse, I mean, if something cheaper came along, they would they would have no problem dump have no problem dumping him in a right. in a cheaper race. So, you know, like you said, there's not much difference between a maiden 40 and a maiden 75. If you've got a two a good two year old, you're not gonna you're not gonna risk him for 75 this early. No. So you're just not gonna get a lot in here. I think uh, it's a quick profit move for them. And he gets Tyler G gets blinkers. It's worth a shot. It's worth. Yeah, a shot. that's that's what I like the most. They go to Gaffleyone, who's who's mm-hmm. the you know he's been on fire as of late. So yeah, I'm with you on that. We're gonna go with Mr. Pickles in the first race. Uh, let's let's skip ahead over race two and three we'll go to race four this is a maiden special weight five and a half furlongs on the turf and uh, who do you like here i think you know the answer to that one. Oh uh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i know this one yeah this uh 
again, anybody that knows me knows I have a few uh, trainers that I go with all the time. And I think probably the most successful one personally for me is Michelle Lavelle. And she's got a good looking one in here um, with the 10 horse sale on Ellen. The horse past horses in her debut in uh, her debut. She's by American Pharaoh. going to shouldn't like the turf anyway. Uh, pretty solid first effort. Uh, race got washed off the turf the next time. Showed a lot of speed. Dug in. Held on to be second by just a half length. It really, really showed some grit down the lane. To a horse called Sconson, who's by Greg Foley, who's up later in the card. And is a nice-looking little three-year-old filly. Um, competes well at a higher level. There were seven lengths clear a third. Um, problem with this race is there's a lot of, lot of ways to go. Horse could run her eyeballs out and still not, you know, be third or fourth in here because you've got two Ben Colbrook horses who are well-bred. You've got an Ian Wilkes horse that's well-bred on the outside. Amos with Millennium Force is going to be really tough to beat. Flat Oya. So there's some speed in there, and maybe the horse can sit off and, and make a run, but Michelle Lavelle's horses are usually ready to go. So at six, seven, eight to one, especially with Alex Achard on, Alex Achard does not have the name recognition that some of these other guys do. So the price of six, eight to one should be there. Whether she's good enough, we'll see. But I could live with that one. Just a little pedigree note. Uh, I mean, this means nothing probably. But I remember Elusive Quality, who's the grandsire of Salon Ellen, the dam sire. I believe Elusive Quality set a world record going five and a half furlongs on the turf at that Belmont. That was a long time ago. That is good to know. Do you like anybody in here? Uh, no, nah, not really. I, these sprint races are tough for me, but I, I think uh, I think you're on the right track. I think that horse would deserve a win place show bet across the board yeah. or something like that. I think I you're going to get gonna, a good price. She's, she's going to win, but I expect her to run well. But, but. Well, yeah, your drawback was with a chart uh, – Alexis Achard is, uh, you know, he's five for 80 on the year. He's only 6%, so he's not had a lot of luck. But he doesn't get the, the best amounts. Lavelle likes to use him. She does use him. But, she uh, uses him and Gabe Saez and Colby Hernandez. So she, she uses – there's something she sees in him. So. Yeah, that, this combo almost uh, broke the tote board a few weeks ago at 90 to 1. And I we think. bet her. We bet that horse. I, I needed him in the pick four. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think he dropped his whip at the top of the stretch. I, that didn't help any. I don't know if he could have won anyway. But uh, anyway, I, I think I think you're on the right track here. Uh, let's go to race five. I really don't care for anything in here. I think this wor- this race is worth talking about, though. This yeah, is a, of course. Yeah, this is a, 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 a prep for a derby prep, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's four good horses in here and then probably one long shot. Uh, is there anything in here that stands out? I know you're a big fan of Finnick, Finnick the Fierce, the five horse for Ray Hernandez, and, and he's a he's definitely an underrated trainer. Uh, art this collector? Is, Go ahead. Yeah, I would say this, this is a race. There's five horses. It's, it's going to be an entertaining race because of the connections of what these horses are looking for down the road. Am I looking forward to betting the race? No. It ends up pick four, pick five. If I was trying to get alive, I, I would definitely want to use Necker Island, Art Collector, and Finnick the Fierce. Uh, well, the, the way Art Collector looked last time, though, if uh, he could get two turns, uh, I would not be surprised if the horse went off favorite, to be honest with you. He's third choice in the morning line. If he can get two turns, he, he could. he's the now horse. But uh, Finnick the Fierce and Necker Island, I could see Necker Island showing some serious speed in here, too, trying to get to the lead. But uh, I'll watch this more as a uh, – just as, as a fan and hope that I'm alive to something. I can't imagine betting the race, but I'm interested to see how it turns out. Necker Island's been a big disappointment for me. I, he, he, I agree. 
you know, he beat Silver State last fall on a sloppy track, and I thought, you know, this this guy, he's he's legit, and he's he's run four really poor races since then. So the drop in class is probably warranted. Uh, I'm going to root for Finnick the Fierce. I think that horse, he's he's a cool horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you're right on Art Collector. I think the sky's the limit for him if if he can go two turns. Uh, and I think there's a chance he might wind up on the lead too. He he's yeah. if you go two back, his last start in uh, November, he was four lengths off of 21 and three. So he 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 can hang early. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him. Uh, see him on the early lead so let's turn the page we're going to skip race six and go to race seven and this is a forty thousand dollar claimer going a mile and 16th for the for three years old and up some of the uh the veterans uh who do you like here um i know what you're you're, you're gonna think i'm gonna say croatian because i always go wesley holly mickey mana um had the horse last time as much as it, it pains me to say that that I'm going to go against Mr. Holly this time, and I may use him. Don't get me wrong. I like popular kid um, Jason Barkley, uh, who as we've has been talked many times is is an up and comer. Uh, if you can toss that last race, uh, that weird race with Dump, who might have won the Breeders' Cup Classic that day, and Fearless, <laughs> and Fearless who is we know is good. The horse usually gets out and stalks, did not break well, and then the race just became an anomaly with uh, Dump's um, magical performance, we'll, we'll say that. Um, so I'm going to toss that one. You get this horse closer to the pace, um, which I think is where he wants to be at. Hopefully Gabe Sy- Gabe Size and Jason Barkley teamed up, I believe, on Sunday for a win. Um, I'll lean to popular kid. And um, I will say if Croatian were to beat me, it would serve me right. Bam. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> uh, How about you? Uh, well, my only concern, I mean, there's a lot of, it looks like there's a lot of speed. December 7 is a confirmed front runner. Uh, rare form likes to go to the lead. So this this thing might set up for a late a late kick and a, and a horse like uh, DeGrom. Uh, oh, yeah. That horse interests me. Now, I've, I liked him two back uh, April 18th at Oakland, and, and he, he closed okay. I needed him for a pick four that day, and, of course, uh, didn't have the top two curling rules curling rules and a rival. I think both were long shots. But uh, and then he comes back, and he drops down to 32, and he gets claimed by Sadler, and Sadler moves him up in class. So maybe they like this guy a little bit, and they, they go to Florent Giroux, I think, you know, the race might set up for him. I'm not sold that he's a, a single by any stretch, but I'm definitely going to use him. Uh, and, and he races for L's Down Racing. I, I don't know what that could be. Do you have any idea what uh, L's Down Racing refers to? Uh, yeah, well, I try not to get into the rivalry stuff anymore, but I think I have an idea what that's about. If, you're uh, okay. a, if, you're, well, if you live here in the state of Kentucky, that's a that's a dig on the University of Louisville, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, well, when we're, we're off the air, we'll talk about this later, maybe. Yeah, okay. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's turn the page. Let's go to race eight. This is a very difficult race. It's uh, another uh, five and a half furlong sprint on the turf for the uh, Phillies and mares. I'm going to tell you, I want to use, and I will bet number two dance rhythms here. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> so uh, she ran last time May 30th. That's not too long ago. That's, what is that? Twelve days ago. 
Yeah, you and, had to win that day at 25 to 1 in that race. Yeah, yeah, I did have the winner that day, believe it or not. But uh, uh, she was coming off a three-month layoff and got a little bit farther back than she needed to. Uh, she she broke from the two-hole, somehow wound up in the five-path coming off the turn. And that was the race. There was a, there was a lot, of, lot of bumping and grinding going on mid-stretch, and there was a chain reaction that, that led all the way out to her. She was probably in the six path coming down the stretch and she really had to, uh, she got bumped significantly. I, I don't know. It might've cost her fourth or something like that, but I, she, I know she's got a really good late kick. She just needs a setup. She might get the setup here. I'm going to know better across the board. I, and I'm definitely going to use her in my, in my pick four. Uh, what, how do you see this laying out here today? Well, I'm, you actually kind of stole my thunder there a little bit. Uh, permission to pick two horses here, mate. Do I have permission from UCC to do that? You can do whatever you want to. You got it, pal. All right. Yeah, well, this race, going with two horses here, um, that, that seems like a bit of a lame way to go, but because there's an X factor in Queen of Shades. Queen of Shades is the first time Brad Cox come out of Jason's service barn. It, that has to catch your eye. Um, horses are very fast. Yeah, Matic and Stables, Michael Dub, they put some money up for the horse, 85000 not a whole lot, but these aren't the toughest. These Philly mares sprinting on the turf, they kind of run against each other all the time. So with this new shooter in her race, is a bit of an X factor. If the talent's there, if she's ready for Brad Cox, she could wire this field. So you, you want to have her on your ticket, in my opinion. So the other horse I would use is of course as you mentioned um named after my buddy chris Karam, who has some amazing dance rhythms uh the two horse for greg foley and rafael nice. Tejerano. very nice um, well the thing about him you know going back to what you alluded to last time in your analysis of the horse the horse wants to stalk the horse gets the same trip every time fourth by three fifth by three um got hung dead last 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 time out past six horses which on the turf particularly in sprints i don't care how many lengths you get beat by i want to see you pass horses and despite the trouble did pass six horses in the lane the field did come back to her a little bit that's so that's a bit of a thing to be concerned with but i think the horse might drift up a little bit to be honest with you with rafael bejarano's second time out i would want to have those two on my ticket because i think the public is going to gravitate to Hidden Facts. I think Hidden Facts is going to take some take some money because she had a bit of a troubled uh, trip last time. Still ran really, really well against these horses. I can see that horse being 7, 8 to 5. You might want to use that one on your ticket too. But if I was alive to something with just Brad Cox, Queen of Shades, and Dance Rhythms, I'd be okay. All right, let's turn the page to race 9. Now, this is my play of the day. This is a maiden 50,000 yard claimer. Going six furlongs on the dirt. I am probably going to be all in on number nine, Bubba Caballo. Oh, yeah. You liked that one last time. Yeah, I think that maybe that, maybe that was our first podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. This horse ran a huge, well, not a huge fig, a really nice fig at Oaklawn in his first start. He broke north toward the back of the pack and, and rallied wide and, and really finished strongly. Uh, it was a good effort for a first-timer. Then he comes back. They 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 were confident with him, and they pushed him up into a straight maiden special weight. He debuted for maiden 50. They uh, pushed him into a maiden special weight, and it was they probably it was it was too much for him at the time. Uh, he finished a well-beaten seventh behind Verb. Uh, it, 
I, I think, think he got stuck inside that day too, didn't he? A little bit. Yeah, maybe? he was he was along the rail. I but now they they bring him back to maiden fifty, and I think he fits here. If, if he can if he can go back to that March twenty seventh race, he's a winner here. And I don't know. He's six to one on the morning line. I I would absolutely love that price, uh, but I will probably single him in the late pick four. I like it. And. My only issue, Joe Talamo has been really cold. Uh, I don't know if he won a race today. He got close, but he was one for 73 through Sunday at Churchill, which is that that's almost unbelievable because, you know, he's a top jock out West and he had a good meet at Oakland. So maybe this is a statistical anomaly, but uh, Bubba Caballo, number nine, will be my uh, my bet of the day uh, at Churchill on Saturday. Um, I'm with I like Bubba Caballo as well, too. Uh, what I it's, it's reminds me of the race with Michelle Bell's horse in race four, where there's a lot of ways you can go. So sometimes those races where you see six, seven, you got you got to take a stand, and that's where you make money in the, in the uh, multis. Is uh, take a stand in these 10, 11 horse races where you think six or seven can win, and if you like one, go for it. Uh, I think Bubba Caballo has a big time shot. I am going to use that one, but I would also use my top pick, and it's a it's out there is. Um, at 20 to 1 is the James Baker second time starter. Can't imagine. Um, the horse is moving up in class. I know, off a fifth place finish, but I like the horse last time. And James Baker had a lot of success with the, another Can the Man horse who won a stakes, stakes on a turf out here. And I always have a hard time remembering the name of the horse. Spectacular Jim. Uh, spectacular Jim. And that horse won on debut for James Baker and a claimer, maiden claimer. Uh, the thing that impressed me last time it was the opening race of the meet, and again I did bet him that day, so I'm a little I was in tune to him more than some other horses. Or um, he's the horse showed amazing speed. I mean, he and I thought he was going to really factor down the stretch for uh, Edgar Morales. He they went 45 and one, and he looked like he might hold. He got tired late. He did get tired late, but what I like is they they do bump him up here, which is going to ensure a big price and the fact that they. That they liked the first time, the first effort. Problem is, there's a lot of horses going down in class here. So, 30, 35 to one, you're going to get every bit of it, I think. Uh, maybe he hangs on for a part here, boosts some exotics. But uh, I am with you on Bubba Caballo, but I've got to give a uh, more than a wink and a nod to can't imagine it at a huge number. So, we'll see how that goes. Okay, let's turn to race 10. And this is a very interesting race for. Uh, Maiden three, or excuse me, allowance, a other than three-year-old Phillies going six and a half on the dirt. And this is a, this is a tough race. Uh, features Miss T2 from the Bill Mott barn. Uh, and then also a, a second-time starter for Steve Asmussen, Scolding, who, who, who blistered a, a decent field at Oakland on Arkansas Derby Day. Uh, how do you see this? Well, you're right. It's a great field. Uh and the Michelle LaBelle horse we were talking about earlier at nine, who ran second at 96 to one, 94 to one is in this race. Probably going to be 90 to one again here. Again, I'll play $2 across the board. Cause you never know with her. <laughs> That's it. But I'm not making that my topic. This is, this is a nice bump up in class for that horse. I'm going to the rail with Miss T2. I wish the horse was not on the rail, but that horse ran a winning race last time against four graces. It's not just that four graces came back to win the stakes. The horse looked comfortable the whole way. Like as she was, I mean, Four Graces just found another gear late. Um, ran a 95 fig. She's in the mission by, at a midnight ballet. Um, 
getting the only problem I see is if can she break from the rail because there's some there's not a ton of speed in the race but there's speed to her out immediate outside can she sit a pocket trip or can she just gun and get the lead and try to hang on it's going to be tough because you've got a Chad Brown horse in here who's going to be really not and scolding looked fantastic on debut scolding can sit the trip if Miss T two uh, struggles out of the gate so give me uh, Miss T two um, maybe Sconson can get around for a uh, some of the uh, lower rungs, lower rungs on the exotic, but I'll stick with Bill Mott on the rail. I agree with you for the most part. I, if you want to spread out just a little bit, I would use number ten. She can't sing. Uh, mm-hmm. She she's only a one for eight, but and her last start she was beaten by Casual. Casual, I think, is going to come back in on one of the big Bill stakes Mott. races next week. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, you know, and and she does all right at Churchill. She's never been out of the exacta, but once in three starts. Uh, you know, the, the and the race might set up for a, for a late kick. Uh, just in case the race falls apart, she might be the one to pick up the pieces. But I agree with you on Miss T two. I think that's the uh, that's your A. Scolding is interesting. That that race is already that that maiden race she won she has already turned into a, to a key race. As Brittle and you came back to win for Maiden 75, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but Scolding was a hot horse on on Arkansas Derby Day. But yeah, it, I think Miss T two is your A, and maybe Scolding and she can't sing her B's, and I don't know what to do with figure of speech. That's a. I know. That that's that's maybe the question mark of the race. Uh, you know, she was good enough to break her Maiden at Saratoga in her first start. And 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 is grade one place now in two starts, but now she's been off since September, so she may actually need a start. So I don't know what to do with her, but it would she uh, that horse would be a B with an asterisk for me. So I would right. not make it an A, but I mean, I, of course, the horse can err. So okay, all right. So we we'll go to the feature race of the day next. Uh, this is race eleven. It's a mile and a half, Louisville handicap. Uh, it's a fun race. I always love these turf marathons. I think, uh, I wish they had more of them and we've got a full field of 12 here, which is exciting. And this will be a good betting race and it features uh, Arklo who is a grade one winner. Now he's tough. He's, he's uh, eight out of 25 lifetime earnings of over $1.8 million. Uh, it makes his, uh, not his 2020 debut is his second start of the year, but you go, he hasn't raced since uh, January 25th on the Pegasus World Cup day. So he's he figures in here. Who do you like? Who do you like the most in the little? Uh, you know, probably Arklo. I, I think there's a lot of filler in the race. I think there's like win contenders. I think we're a little light on on, on win contenders. I'd say maybe Arklo. I guess I guess tis the, tis a slam, but the fact that she hasn't gotten the lead in the last two races kind of concerns me a little bit. Even if she got the lead here, she could be tough. Get, gets Tyler G new rider um and when i started searching through this field for win contenders i have a hard time coming up with any to be honest with you uh, admission office is always a tease uh, it gets bet every time running stakes company always comes up short i'm not sure if a mile and a half is exactly what this horse wants but i don't blame him for trying so I, it's an arc low by default pick for me i would maybe give an, a long shot nod if i'm trying to Finds maybe Appreciato for Mike Maker. Um, he's sneaky with these things, these type of horses. And the horse did go a mile and a half the last time and, and passed five horses. Um, but I hate taking Arklow off the layoff, going a mile and a half. You know, 
that sometimes these horses are just stretching their legs in, in instances such as this, but um, having a hard time coming up with anything else. How about you? Yeah, I will say that, uh, well, Brad Cox fooled us a couple of weekends True. ago with uh, Julia Foxtrot. I mean, we and uh, Bo Recall. Those were two well-bed horses and, and very nice stakes horses, and and neither one of them showed up that day uh, in the in the mint julep. So, you know, there is pause for concern if you're going to bet Arklow. But, I mean, this horse is probably head and shoulders above above this this bunch. Uh, he's he's a grade one winner. He won the uh, Turf Classic at Belmont last fall. And, you know, he, he dances every dance. And he, he in the past, he's shown that he can win off a layoff. Uh, now, last year, he, he, he lost the rider in his uh, first start at mm-hmm. Keith, but that was the mile on the 16th. So uh, I think I think he's probably the one. Uh, you're not going to get much of a prize. You're probably going to get even money on him, I would think. But, I mean, he's the one. Now, if you wanted to, uh, if you if you need a contrarian play, I like number three, Appreciato, like you said. And just because it's Mike Maker. Maker is known for his reclamation projects on the turf. Especially so, going long. Especially yeah, going especially, long. Yeah, especially going long. And, and this horse has worked his way up the ladder. And, you know, in, in his last start, which was back in January, he uh, he finished third in a grade three stakes at, uh, at Gulfstream. So, He's twelve to one morning line. I don't know if we'll get that, but I think uh, I think he's worth inclusion if if you're skeptical about Arklow. And the other horse I would maybe consider is on the rail. Number one, Perfect Tapatino, who Atfield. Yeah, it's you know he he goes to Roger Atfield, who's forgotten more about training horses than a lot of the guys today will ever know. And he's held his own in Ireland. Uh, you look back in his past performances. I mean, he's he he ran second in the at the Curra uh, back in July of last year, and you know the Curra in Ireland is is probably similar to Keeneland or Belmont. Uh, here it's it's you know the top tier, uh, but he's also got other other you know decent efforts, and he, he's not he's not great, but. A lot of times they'll send these horses from from Europe over here and they'll they'll pop first time out. Now he's not racing on Lasix, which is maybe a drawback, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna use him on a saver ticket just definitely just because four, of that four angle. Four wins a mile and a half. I mean, uh, not everybody can say that in this field. That's so right, right. So outside of those, I, I you know, tis a slam. I'm I'm lukewarm on him. Uh, and then outside is an admission office. This is the type of horse that can pick off rungs of the, the superfecta, but yeah, you're underneath uh, horse. Yeah. But he's never, uh, I mean, he's been well bet several times in his career and, and he, he always, he never delivers. He's always the bridesmaid, you know, a lot of seconds and thirds and fourths and in his past performances. But, uh, I would add yeah. real quick that rise of the guys in the race. It's a horse we thought was going to be really, really good on the turf has not quite worked out that way. They may be just trying something at a mile and a half to see if they can unlock that talent. It has it has not quite developed for this horse. I know somebody we were really high on last year. Yeah, that, that's that's the type of horse. If he can get the trip, and, you know, he can hit the board here at a big price. So I I, I definitely consider using him. All right, so uh, that's that's the card for Churchill. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to take our take our shoes off and loosen our bullets. And oh, we're going to yeah. play a little game of uh, word association. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to read off a word or a name or a phrase. 
it's, it's going to deal with something to do with horse racing. And Alan, I want you to, uh, I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Now, to keep it clean. I will. I'll, if I don't, my brother Dan Schneider, who's another loyal listener, he'll let me know. He'll make fun of me by the week, so I'll, I'll learn my lesson. So, all right. So I've got 12, 12 items here. Uh, are you ready? <sighs> Let's go. All right. First thing that comes to your mind. All right. Sloppy track. Off the turf. Pat Day. Great human being on the track. Great human being off the track. Daily double. Um, Kate Upton. <sighs> Ruffian. Uh, what they used to call me in the chess club. I was the bully. No. <laughs> I was a tough guy. I don't know how to play chess. Go ahead. <laughs> Players bluegrass downs. Oh wow, there's one from the there's one uh, Kentucky Bull Ring track. Run happy. Uh, probably bit Maria Burrell. Kate Upton. <laughs> hmm, she seems to keep coming up for some reason. Uh, I like it. Um, Daily Double. <laughs> Buff Bradley. Oh, uh, Brass Hat. Stop the race. Maybe the most annoying people, maybe the most annoying thing people say at the racetrack that they think is funny. That hurts, man. <laughs> The Beulah Twins. Need to meet the Auxiliary Gate Twins. Match made in heaven. Sorry, Agreed. Brandon. P-Patch. When I don't get to the bathroom in time is what I have on the front of my pants. <laughs> and the last but not least, Buzzer. Billy Patton, Val Hall. Very nice. Did I do good? Did did, well yeah, you got you got ten out of twelve. <laughs> ten out of twelve. There's a little too much Kate up Upton talk there for me. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, she is, hey, she's a Breeders' Cup ambassador, so hey, we want to give her a shout out. I think yesterday was her birthday. Oh, really? Happy birthday, Kate! All right. I'm thinking about you. All right, so that that concludes another edition of the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. Uh, if you listen to this on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. If you don't like our podcast, keep listening. Eventually, you'll hear something you like. Amen. All right, Alan, I will see you next week. Hopefully, Brandon will join us. We'll have the Blue, uh, excuse me, the Belmont Stakes seminar, and we'll also review next Saturday's card at Churchill. Until next time, we'll see you, and now get off my lawn. Ha, 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 ha.